So there's a pastor fairly well-known in Reformed Christian circles named Doug Wilson. Wilson pastors at Christ Church in Moscow, Idaho, which belongs to a network of over 100 like-minded churches known as the Communion of Reformed Evangelical Churches. I'll go ahead and tell you, Wilson and others in his network have received a bit of attention over the years, a lot of that attention honestly being controversial. Uh, Wilson holds to several beliefs and has a style of presenting those beliefs in what I think can be considered (laughs) um, unfiltered and somewhat offensive. Personally, there are some things he holds to that I strongly disagree with, while There are other things he holds to that I would strongly support, despite others still disagreeing, though my approach to explaining them might be a little different than his. I think I was first introduced to the man in his famous debates with atheist Christopher Hitchens some years back, which you can go back and listen to. Just YouTube sometime, Doug Wilson, Christopher Hitchens Debate, and you can find those. Granted, that's not the point of this episode. But in a separate series of interviews by Canon Press titled Ask Doug... There was one conversation I listened to that I thought was particularly interesting. In light of all the unbelievable craziness happening in the world today and and the overall trajectory our country seems to be going in, the question was, what recommendations do you have for families and churches, particular to the decade we're in? In other words, Pastor Wilson, what can Christians be doing as we watch the continual decline, in some cases the accelerated decline, of our nation? In the context of the question, some time had already been given to the marginalization of Christianity in our modern times. In a day of cancel culture, political correctness, and all the totalitarian power grabs being made by the current establishment, it, it just seems the church is increasingly feeling the squeeze to either conform to the status quo or it would be implied to be eliminated from the board. So the question is, if this is the world we're now living in, how then should we live? To which Doug Wilson answers, quote, I'll put it this way. I believe that Christians, fathers, husbands, pastors need to be looking for a hill to defend. That might mean relocating. That might mean changing churches. That might mean crossing the state line. We are living in a time of massive relocation. This is happening. Cities like Seattle, Portland, LA are emptying out. Businesses are fleeing like crazy. Idaho is currently the number one destination state for this massive shuffle, where numerous Christian families have flooded like refugees and reinforcements to make the conservative position more defensible. Other parts of the country are going to see a lot more of it as well. I would say places like Illinois, California, New York, Massachusetts are going to see Christians leaving with their businesses to get to a place where they can still feed their families and not be regulated to death or outlawed or anything like that. So I would encourage people not to lurch. Don't just jump and land anywhere, research, do your due diligence, check it out, and find a church with a spine first, with like-minded people, so you can defend something in common, end quote. I thought that answer was pretty interesting. I'm assuming that the logic to it is that a single Christian can't possibly deflect all the volley of arrows being shot at them from the advancing culture by themselves. However, if multiple like-minded Christians are willing to come together, ideally in the context of local churches, in the context of local communities, in order to lock arms together, in order to hold the line, much like how soldiers in ancient times would hold the line, you know, by locking their shields together to create a defensive wall when those arrows finally did rain down, then the Christian cause has, has a much better chance of enduring the attacks. 
In other words, if every Christian around the country was deliberate in thinking about where they live, where they work, where they go to church, etc., with an intention to position themselves in all those different contexts to be able to take a stronger stand for what is right and to have a maximum impact where they are, We not only could see a more effective defense of Christian principles in our country, but we would hopefully see potential for a more effective advance of those Christian principles. Wilson points out that there are many Christians out there, especially those in the liberal strongholds of the country, whether those are uh, liberal cities or liberal states or liberal churches, that there are many Christians out there who are making the hard decision to go ahead and leave where they are in order to find a spot in rural America or to find a conservative state or an actual Bible-believing church in order to more firmly stake their position. Wilson observes, an exodus and relocation does appear to be happening. Living in Arkansas, which is a relatively conservative state, I can tell you I am seeing the same thing happen here as people move to the area and explain to me why they're making the move. Living out in the country, I can also tell you about a lot of new neighbors who have left the city and bought a small piece of land because as they've told us, quote, we see the writing on the wall, end quote. Amy and I have spoken to several people like that. By the way, I personally don't think a total retreat by Christians to safe havens is always a biblical approach to take. God does often call us into the lion's den or into Caesar's Colosseum so that we can shine where darkness looms darkest. I know during the early church persecutions there was some debate whether Christians should flee places like Rome to preserve the church or to stick it out and, and suffer as human torches in Nero's garden for the sake of spreading the gospel where the gospel is most needed. I think it's ultimately a decision of conscience and calling. It is true, God often calls believers to face impossible odds for the sake of glorifying the one who alone can overcome impossible odds. Or to glorify him, yes, even by sacrificing all and being martyred for that greater cause. Other times, God causes people to separate themselves for the sake of creating distinctions, just as the Hebrews were once called out and separated from Egypt, or as he calls us to relocate ourselves for the sake of better positioning ourselves to accomplish the work we're called to do, just as the Apostle Paul was redirected on occasion in his missionary trips to concentrate in different areas. Wilson says, in in the current societal shakeup we're seeing in our day, Christians, fathers, husbands, pastors should all be thinking about finding a strategic hill to defend. If that means staying put and, and taking a stand in those liberal cities or in the liberal media industry or the woke school system or, or whatever it may be, I would just say find a solid community of believers that you can stand with to work together and, and hopefully to resist the pressures of the culture around you. Uh, on the other hand, if that means leaving the liberal strongholds and moving to a red state or finding a wholesome spot in the country, or homeschooling your kids, or finding a church that actually teaches the Bible and is willing to call sin for what it is, by all means, take the needed steps to do that. But as Wilson says, don't just lurch out blind. You've got to do your own research. You you need to take time in prayer. You, You need to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. 
have good reasons and have a good plan. Again, I think the important question is, how are you positioning yourself? How are you positioning your family to truly stand for what is right and to have a maximum impact where you intend to be? Regardless of how you answer that question, the advice is, find a hill you can defend and defend it. Find a community of like-minded Christians who are doing the same thing. Lock arms with them. Lock your shields together, so to speak, and push back against the world's volley of arrows. The reality is those attacks won't be stopping anytime soon, at least not until the Lord puts an end to them. So think about where you are in whatever context you're in and, and ask yourself, are you vulnerable? to the world's agenda and its destructive influence. If you are, ask yourself how you can better position yourself to honor the Lord. I'll leave it at that. I know applications for these kinds of things are going to look different for different people, but hopefully something I've said here will help get the wheels turning for you. If you haven't subscribed to our channel already, I want to invite you to do that. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. Until next time, God bless, and thank you for listening. 